0: Food Heals Podcast, episode 216. <laughs> I started doing yoga as well before it was hip, cool and happening.
1: You need to get a t-shirt that says, I put the OG in yoga.
0: Ah, oh! oh, that's awesome. Holistic Voice presents the Food
2: Heals Podcast with your hosts, Allison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the
0: Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself.
1: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.
0: All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and today's guest is Michael Neely. Michael is an authority expert, a mentor, and business strategist for visionary solopreneurs. He's an author, an actor, and a speaker, and he hosts three podcasts, Buy This, Not That, Something to Whine About, And Consciously Speaking. Consciously Speaking is a top rated podcast where you can listen in on guests from all walks of the mindful evolution. You'll be introduced to premier thought leaders in conscious development while receiving insights on how to live with more integrity, work with greater passion, and lead an extraordinary life. I'm a fan. If you like our show, I think that you will like Michael's show as well. And today's episode is really fun because Michael and I were joined by JJ Flossains who you know, she's been on the show multiple times. And plus the three of us are all actually friends in the real world. And JJ actually introduced me to Michael at Podcast Movement last year. So over a year ago now. And make sure to stay tuned because In the second half of this episode, we kind of shift gears a little bit and we get deep. And both of my guests really reveal something about um, what was going on with them, and I didn't expect it to go there. I wasn't going to ask them these personal questions, but they both volunteered information, and it allowed us to go deeper. And I think that I just want to thank both JJ and Michael for really being vulnerable, because I think that the more vulnerable we are, the more people that we can help. So, cheers to them for letting us go there because then we got into deeper conversations and even I was like taking notes when I went back and listened because I was like, wow, this is such valuable information and such an interesting way of looking at things and healing ourselves and relationships. So I'll give you a clue. We were talking about relationships, relationship struggles and Sometimes it's okay to let a relationship go and I didn't know we were going to go there So it's always really fun when episodes go to a new place So thanks again to both of you my wonderful co-hosts and wonderful guests for going deep with me But first food heals nation if you're looking for a supplement to help you power through your workouts Look no further than wm nutrition my personal go-to workout is Pilates, and I love my bootcamp style reformer classes. But instead of pounding a vegan protein shake right after my workout, I've been trying a new routine, and I've been taking WM Nutrition's all-natural pre-workout supplement prior to exercising. So what I love about it is it actually gives you like a buzz, like a coffee high, but without jitter. So you're not going to be like, uh, shaky, which is something I hate. That's not a feeling that I want to have. So this doesn't do that. And it just helps me work out a little harder. Each time gives me a little extra motivation, whether I'm in class or whether I'm working out on my own. Sometimes I go running outside. That's another favorite thing that I love to do. And a pre-workout supplement allows you to train at your full potential. It can unlock your mind and body's ability to push past limits that it would normally be unable to cross. So this helps you train hard enough to make real progress in the gym and break through plateaus. So if you want to try WM Nutrition, you know, I scored a discount code for you, Food Heals Nation. Go to WMNutrition.com. Use the code Allie50, alli 50 A-L-L-I-50. You're going to get 50% off your order. That's a great deal. Plus, they also offer Advantra Slim Appetite Control to help beat those pesky snack cravings and curb your appetite for up to four hours. The funnest part about these is you can mix them with water or you can kind of eat them like a pixie stick. Remember those from childhood? So there's flavors like raspberry cream, strawberry daiquiri, key lime pie. They're kind of a must-have. So you can also find these actually in the Food Heal swag bags. So if you don't go to WM Nutrition right now, use the code ALLY50 and get 50% off your order, you might win them in a swag bag so you know how to enter the swag bag contest go to apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts leave us a rating and review and our favorite reviews will be shipped organic vegan swag bags straight to your door good luck i hope you win next up jj and i interview knight in shining armor michael neely
1: the food hills podcast starts now
0: She's an empowerment strategist, podcast host, author, and personal trainer who organizes inspiring events in LA, such as The Next Big Step, coming up in September and releasing What Weighs You Down in January 2019, which I will be at. Please welcome today's co host, JJ Flazanes.
2: Thanks for having me, Allie. It's so fun to be a co host finally. I think I always feel like I'm a co host, even though I'm really like the guest, but I feel like it's such a three way thing that, yeah, that, um, yeah, I'm such a part of the show. So I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be talking with you and to be sitting with you and interviewing Michael today.
0: Yes, thank you for introducing me to today's guest. He is an authority expert as well as mentor and business strategist for visionary solopreneurs. I love that. He's a former professional actor and medieval knight and author and speaker. He hosts three podcasts of his own. JJ, he's giving you a run for your money. Please, <laughs> welcome. Please welcome Michael Neely.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's so great to join you two lovely goddesses.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, I'm sure, how did you guys meet? Because we're all three podcasters. JJ, you introduced me to Michael at Podcast Movement last year, which we're about to go to, well, I'm about to go to this year. So tell us your backstory. How do you guys know each other? Uh,
2: through podcasts. I mean, we we hooked up at Podcast Movement in person to meet each other, but we had been on each other's shows several times. Prior to that, I think, I think we first met in... Podcast Paradise, right, right yeah. Michael? Right. right. And so we did a show exchange and just sort of clicked and I, he had me on his show. and
1: Stayed connected?
2: Yeah, stayed connected. And then we met up at Podcast Movement and sort of like we're joined at the hip for the entire uh, <laughs> week, the entire time there. And that was that.
0: Every yeah. event I'm at, you guys are joined at the hip
2: <laughs> well, not the yes, well, not actually the last, one. The last one too. well, not the whole time, but yes, we there, we were still at the table together every that's single. True table switch that became the thing like to try to break us up so that was really fun but you know in this land of podcasters what I really appreciate is when you find some people that you click with that you they become true friendships because as I was coming here today and I was thinking you know these great friendships and relationships that are built through podcasts it's because we all a like words and be like thoughts we love to think about conceptual and we all want to make a difference in the world and so I think those are really strong reasons for us to connect and then stay connected and if we're interested in similar things, and my goodness, you just have such a strong community. Yeah,
1: you absolutely do.
0: So yeah. Michael, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Wow,
1: who I am and what I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that too deep for That's the consciously a, speaking host? I,
1: I don't know, man. That's a big question there. Um, yeah, I guess uh, who, who I am. Wow. I am an evolving person still. I mean, even to this day in my fifties and I still am finding out new stuff about myself and really changing. And, and that's part of what I bring to my podcast. Consciously speaking is just really about being mindful and awake and aware and, and paying attention, I think to who we are as human beings. And so there's that. And then of course, if you know, you ask about my history and stuff, I used to joust and sword fight for a living and love horses. And, you know, was an actor for, 20 years. And so, yeah, there's all of that too, which I guess is part of the soup that makes me who I am today.
0: I feel like we have to go into this. So what does it mean to be a medieval knight? I mean, and then how (laughs) did you go from medieval knight to authority expert and having three podcasts? Like it seems like quite a journey.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, I jousted for 12 years of my acting career, six of those full time when I was the head knight and show manager for medieval times dinner and tournament. And I kind of did that right out of college, you know, shortly after getting my acting degrees, I was looking for work and it's like, hey, it's dinner theater, but it pays well and you get to have a lot of fun swinging a sword and riding horses. So six years full time. Then I did another six at the New York Renaissance Fair during my summers while I was pursuing soap opera work and film and TV in in New York City and in the L.A. area. Uh, After that, that kind of like my last year, I was bi-coastal. I had made the move back out to LA, my son was born, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to raise him in the LA smog, and I'm kind of ready to give up this hills and valley lifestyle and income style of acting. And so we left LA for Santa Cruz for the clean air, and I just dabbled in other stuff while I was really trying to find my purpose again, ultimately started coaching people on mindset mastery. And that kind of led me to starting my podcast. I knew a lot of people in the world of conscious thought. It just kind of all evolved from there, naturally.
0: Yeah. And what are some of your um, credits? Where where could Food Heals Nation find you? (laughs) Well,
1: uh, uh, soap operas. But I mean, you have to go back several years to catch some of that. I had um, large roles in a couple of independent films that were total crap, to be quite honest. And (laughs) I had very small roles in some big films, like I was in The Patriot with Mel Gibson and For Love of the Game with Kevin Costner. And those roles ended up in the cutting room floor. So be oh, hard no. pressed to Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to see me in those. But yeah, so that's that's kind of it. I actually got to work uh, at the New York Shakespeare Festival. That was really fun with Andre Brower and Kathleen Chalfant, who are their name actors in their own right. But it was a lot of fun being on the stage with them. And that was way back in the 90s.
0: And, you know, you're really big on spirituality mindset and mindfulness. Is that something that you learned over time? Is that a more recent development? When did that become like a part of your life and and what you practice?
1: Yeah, you know, that actually started uh, during my acting profession. I just, you know, I was always studying this human psychology around creating a character. You know, when you're working on a role, the more I studied about the humans being then I really started to dig into the psychology of it. I did, you know, Tony Robbins' work and a lot of other people who are big into this space, including Landmark Education, did the full curriculum there. And that kind of like was, I was using it for my acting, but also then learning so much about myself. And, and then that kind of evolved into the coaching that I started doing and then the book that I wrote. So kind of mixed it all together.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I was, I dabbled in acting and obviously filmmaking, which is now what I do. But when I was in um, high school and college, my biggest problem was it was hard for me to connect to the character when I was in front of people. But when I was on my own, I was amazing. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as I got (laughs) in front of people, I was too, um, I didn't think I was good enough. And so that came out. And I later learned about, I remember watching The Secret and being like, wow. If I And that just catapulted me into the world of spirituality and so on. But once I started learning those practices, I realized, wow, if I had known that back when I was in the acting world, what a difference it could have made.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. I think that to take that to the next level with how it would make a difference in a situation like an acting career or even being an entrepreneur of course are kind of the same thing the difference I think yeah. is that <laughs> the, the difference That's I think, so funny the difference I think is that as an actor or performer there's a little bit more of a victim mentality of that you're waiting for someone else to give you permission to oh, get yeah. a job yeah versus as an entrepreneur you're going out and you're hunting the job and you're creating the job and
0: you're giving yourself permission and you're giving
2: yourself permission right but I think if more performers, cause I've been there too, right? I was, I'm in that world and from that world. But if you can take the position of this is who I am and what I bring. And if it's a fit, great. And you get the opportunity to work with me versus the, Oh my God, when am I going to get my next job? So I think that actually I'd heard something perfect. Abraham had been talking about to some actor and, and I Abraham shared X. it. Yep. And I had shared it with a friend of mine who was in that world at the time. And I thought to myself, just like you, Allie, boy, would this have been amazing when I actually cared to be doing that work again yeah. in that way because it is empowering. And that's what I love about Michael and your work and your your show and this event that I actually had the privilege to be at and be on stage as well, both as a podcaster, as an author. In case, if you ever see those photos, you'll be like, JJ looks really casual on that because Michael forgot to tell me that he was putting me back on the stage as an author. <laughs> so I didn't wear a nice dress. I wore, uh, I wore jeans great. and flip-flops. Well, thanks. I was wearing my... <laughs> My new santa cruz colorful coat i've got like the coat of many colors from uh, from uh, right um, from uh, what's the musical help joseph me out joseph and the amazing you, technicolor dream coat yes. I felt like Joseph with my with my oh, Santa Cruz coat on. But, I gotta um, see these pictures. <laughs> well, is, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a great gift to, to get from Santa Cruz, but and from Monterey, Monterey. So, but Michael's event was great, and what I do appreciate about the work that you're doing and how you present it is also that, like you talked about on my show, that you know people think in order to be an expert at something that you need to be so far out ahead of somebody else. When really there are people just looking for someone who's only a few steps ahead of you. Yeah, and sometimes that's yeah. the best. Brand bridge to get to to the next level because you're not so intimidated or thinking that it's not possible. But that's actually a very law of attraction thing to say, I just want someone who's five steps ahead of me that I know is blazing the path, who's done it, who can give me advice and help me and and then take me on that journey. And so I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but that's what you're Mm -hmm. teaching in the authority blueprint is that basically that you are, you have your authority and that you don't have to have any number of degrees or have be externally validated to know that you know something a little bit more than or, or can help somebody who is not where you are. Yeah. Yeah?
1: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what I teach and the way I teach it.
0: So since you mentioned the event, Michael, tell us about your event, how it went and what you have coming up.
1: Wow. Okay. So the event was called Your Authority Blueprint Live and uh, it was a success in many, many ways. And in some ways I feel like, um, I wouldn't say that it failed in other ways, but in that I didn't reach my goals. Let me just put it that way. Uh, Numbers-wise, I had hoped for there to be more people there, Um, but still for a first-time event of its caliber, I still had 80-plus people, so that was good. I learned so much from it, and the feedback that I've gotten from people who attended has been really positive as well. And so in all of those respects, I think it was a, a fabulous success. I got some great video footage of it to share for the next time around, which I think will also help with the numbers. And, and, you know, I learned things like, oh, I wouldn't do this particular thing again next time I would switch it. And, and uh, JJ, I'd love it if you want to chime in on this as well, being somebody who was there for the three days.
2: First of all, the event feeling was really familiar and homey and again a part of us part of you know a lot of people knew each other but for the people that didn't know each other, you know Michael created a very safe space that felt very easy to talk to people and it was very open and people shared lots of things and had transformations and it was really refreshing actually to meet a whole bunch of people that I didn't know who had come to your event who found so much Inspiration in even just the other people who were there and sharing their gifts, and I also thought a lot of the people who participated, like the podcasters and the authors, and how we had the booths. I mean, that was super cool, and I can't wait till next time to figure out how that flow works even better. Because Michael made these great posters of our podcast and stuck them on the booths, and then we and created these soundproof booths so people could come and do some recordings, and and it was really cool to show people kind of what that's about and to be able to inspire people and. To let them know you can do this when you're on the go. You can do it from anywhere. And, and it's not, uh, you know, such a daunting thing to take on for people who are, who are thinking about
0: doing a podcast. And let, I, me, let me interrupt for yeah. one second. So let's just go back a step because I think that because all three of us know about the event, I want to make sure Food Heals Nation has an understanding of what it was. So this was for visionary solopreneurs and what was being taught? What was the purpose of it? Can you give us a little insight on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. So, the purpose of it was for people to walk away with an authority building blueprint. And the way that I teach authority is that I believe there are four foundational pillars that, when combined in a certain way, that I think has an impact, like they ripple back and forth between each other, that they create this powerful machine instead of just individual parts that really catapults you onto the scene as an authority in a big way. And those foundational pillars are podcasting, virtual summits, speaking from stage and authoring your own book and i actually teach them in a particular order because they evolve somewhat out of each other in a natural flow and so it's uh, the whole event was about how to do that and the style that maximizes the capabilities in combination and then also of course doing some of the mental breakthrough work that you know where we get in our own way around stuff and so there's a little bit of that thrown in too
0: I love it. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> so sure. now that we have an understanding of what the event was, what were you going to say? No, I I just think that I know Michael and I have talked
2: about it over the course of the last couple of months on my show as well as his show. And it's not just for solopreneurs, but I think I wanted people to know that even if you're someone who has said, I've been meaning to write a book, there's a book inside of me, but I'm not quite sure what to do about it. Because once you do one of those parts, maybe you, you want to write a book, but then, okay, now that you've written it, now what? Yeah. And what do you do with that? And are you really going to just write it and like walk away from it? Or are you going to do something with it? Because right. you have the calling to write the book. You have a calling to do something with the information in the book. And so I thought that the event was a great starting place for people who really know that they have this information, but they're not sure which outlet and how to do it and and just to sort of brainstorm and sit with and create the space for illumination and clarity around what their authority is in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, Allison, the second part of the question you had asked about was just what's next. So uh, one of the things that, of course, uh, occurs at the event is I offer for those people who are interested in a year-long program of how to accomplish those things. And so the promise of my year-long program, which is called the Authority Academy, is that during the course of that year, we'll get each one of those things done. So that by the end of that year, they will have their podcast up and running. They will have done a virtual summit. They'll be booking speaking gigs, and their book will be published.
0: That is fabulous.
1: Yeah. And so now I'm it it starts August one and I'm immersed into getting that up and running with the people who signed up for the year long. And of course, then I'll do the program again next year, um, potentially even sooner, because, you know, there's some things about it that I think uh, one of the things I would change is the month that I chose to do it in. (laughs) So um, I may do it actually as early as, uh, you know, March or April.
0: Got it. Well, I'll be there. And you know, that's all it is. It's all a learning experience. Yeah. You're learning what worked, what what didn't, and how to make it better. Exactly. So I love that. Exactly. So let's go back to um, let's talk about consciousness and really what what the inspiration was behind starting your first show. I know you have three. Okay. JJ, how <laughs> many how many do you have?
2: We're not gonna talk about that right now. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> because I'm adding another one. Just don't let's just oh, not talk about goodness. that right now. Oh, okay, everyone.
0: I have one. And it's a lot. These people have three to seven. I don't even know how many. Yeah, she well, it's okay.
2: We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> another time. Yeah. Not, not right now.
0: <laughs> All right. So, yeah. uh, Michael, just let's start with consciously speaking. How did that get started? What was the inspiration behind it? And then, you know, you can talk about. I, I would love to hear. I was there for the ideation period of your latest podcast. So we'll get to that too.
1: Right, right. Cool. Yeah. So Consciously Speaking started out of, I was working with a client and having a coaching session and helping him with some mental breakthroughs around his own business. And we were having such a good time with it and some aha moments. I asked if he minded if I recorded it and he was cool with that. So we recorded it and at the end played it back and he said, dude, that sounds really good. You should start a podcast. And this was in October of 2014. And I didn't even know what a podcast was.
0: Right, right. I mean, I
1: you know knew the name, never listened to one in my life before. I'm like, I don't know how those things even work, whatever. Two weeks later, I launched. And that was the first iteration of Consciously Speaking. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just interviewing friends. You know, I'd literally, we'd get together personally, and I'd set up my little handheld recorder on a table and say, all right, let's start talking. Love it. And... Yeah, it was very sporadic. And but what happened is during the course of the next couple of months while I released about, I don't know, eight or 10 episodes, I stumbled upon a presentation by John Lee Dumas and I learned what a podcast could be. Right. And so then I joined in with uh, Podcasters Paradise and, and, you know, really figured out some more stuff and I relaunched, keeping the same name, but I even changed my hosting platform and format and I went to a seven day a week show. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of how consciously speaking got started.
2: We have a really similar story because I didn't realize that 2014 is when you, when you did this because March of 2014 is when I learned what a podcast was (laughs) and I launched (laughs) in September of 2014, same thing, hired somebody, didn't really know what I was doing, relied on that person, paid more than I needed to, (laughs)
0: uh,
2: to get not the best advice. She turned me on to John Lee Dumas and then I relaunched as well in 2015, which is when I think we all met. Yes. Food Hills Nation, Food Hills podcast started in 2015, right? Yep. You're right. Exactly.
0: And I listened to JLD too. So that was probably a few months before. Unlike you guys, I was very aware about a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you were with the end crowd.
0: (laughs) I was, I was a little bit more aware. I'm just kidding. But I I loved podcasts and I loved audiobooks, And so it felt like a great step for me because I was like, I'm a blogger. I was a failed blogger. Oh my god!
2: Yeah, you know me too. exactly. Like
0: you st- if you can write every day, more power to you. You are amazing. It takes me a month to write a good piece <laughs> right. of content that I'm proud of. But I can sit here on the mic yeah. and have conversations with wonderful people and educate and inspire just as much as that blog post that would take me a month. So exactly. that's why I fell into this.
2: Yep. Oh my gosh, so easy. Everyone's like, blog, blog, blog. Write every day. I'm like, Ugh. then I was like, oh, uh, top, yeah. talk on a mic, talk on a mic talk on a stage, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Easy.
0: Absolutely. And so, but um, Michael, like we're talking, you're talking about the nitty gritty, but remember this isn't a business show. So tell us like, what is it about consciousness? Like, what are you teaching? Like my listeners want to be taught.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause I go right into like, well, these are the logistics of A then B and this is what happened. (laughs) Well, because Um, we're all
0: business people and we love to talk about, (laughs) like we have these entrepreneurial conversations, but like, I really want to talk about like, what is consciousness? What are you teaching us? What, what is
1: mindfulness? Right. So that was kind of my mission. So I was coaching people and I knew the value of that. And my former wife was a coach and really I just was getting more immersed in this conscious thought leadership area. And I was studying Buddhism. I was in uh, training for my uh, Buddha Dharma certification and uh, meditation training and so I knew so many people in this area of mindfulness and what I kept seeing for myself over and over, kind of like what you said earlier, Ali, of, of like, man, I wish I'd known some of this stuff earlier, sooner. So I, and, and for me, it was in particular, it was about this mindful aspect. And so I thought, well, why don't I take it on myself to make that my mission to provide this information in a way that might wake up more people, wake up the planet uh, for people who may not be exposed to the the type of information that I was being exposed to. And so then I even sought out other avenues of like, you know, if you want to call it the woo-woo world. (laughs) I mean, I've had people on my show who do Akashic Records readings and people who have done astral projections and past life uh, readings and, and all types of stuff. But I want to continue to introduce new ways of thinking and being to wake people up in the world. And so that's really why I, I pursued it and have continued with it for all these years now.
0: I love that mission. And I'm on the same page of just exploration and learning new things. And I know JJ is too with your show, Spirit, Purpose, yeah. and Energy.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I what, that's what attracted me to you, Michael, about The consciously Speaking because I loved sort of the graphic that you had and just the idea that consciousness, let's talk about consciousness. Like Ali's asking, because what does that mean? It means you're awake. And most likely a lot of people who are listening to this podcast as well are awake because they wouldn't listen to Allison if they weren't because they understand that food is medicine, that food heals the body. So being attracted to this show or to your show or to any one of my shows pretty much are people who are looking for more answers, deeper, more profound, expand yourself kind of, Information that you just can't get. Like, I mean, you're not going to have this conversation necessarily with someone you just met, but when you can find it on a podcast and be specifically searching it and test it out, I, I loved consciously speaking, and it was, uh, and I really believed in your mission and uh, followed suit with your mission with my show as well, and uh, I think this is the this is the place to be where we're waking up and we're supporting each other in having the kind of life that we want to have, and. And we're like getting crazy when the shit hits the fan. We're like, you know what? It didn't work. It didn't work today. So, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm going to demonstrate what not to do. In fact, I had that conversation the other day with Doug. I said, I am, I said, just take note. I am showing you exactly what not to do. This is called, (laughs) this is called me spiraling down and, um, (laughs) I'm on a negative momentum and I'm aware of it. And I'm letting you know that just know that nothing comes out of my mouth right now is going to be good. But I'm consciously aware <laughs> that this is what I'm doing. And I'm letting you know that I'm consciously aware of it. So don't take it seriously and allow it to happen. Okay, thanks. So I think that there's that empowerment with consciousness. It doesn't mean you're better than anyone else or that you've had all your shit figured out. It just means you're aware and that you're taken one day at a time and you're awake to the messages and you're not, you're not on some like, you know, those yoga people that really piss me off. The ones that, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the ones that watch, ones? the ones that act as if they're holier than thou. Cause I do yoga right. and I meditate yet. They're assholes and they're not <laughs> nice people and they bump <laughs> in you and they don't say, I'm sorry. And they're, they're just like, they have this right. And they're not know, conscious. They're totally not conscious. They They have this like, Oh my God, I do yoga. I'm so enlightened. And it's like, but you're mean and you're not nice. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And that's, and and the consciousness is not that consciousness is, look, I'm human and I'm aware of it and I can articulate it and I'm aware of it. So, so yeah. 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 To me, that's that
1: whole spiritual bypass bullshit, which I've been seeing so much of lately. That's making me want to write a book on it because it's just disgusting when people will pull on that thing. Like even one that uh, keeps getting shoved in my face, it feels like lately is I'm doing what what I'm called to do, it's what uh, I, I'm driven to do. It's like I'm. This is. Uh, it's all about me, and I'm like, yeah. And when you do that, when it's messing up other people's lives, I mean, it's like that. That would be like giving the okay for someone to say I was called to shoot all these people. Right. Bullshit. <laughs> right.
0: Right. You
1: know, that's a spiritual bypass. Bullshit. That these people who are claiming. That I'm doing it because it, it was, it came from inside me. It's my internal calling. I, I, come on. You're making excuses for you to get away with piss poor behavior. And I just, uh,
2: <laughs> makes me want to throw up. Oh, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I agree with you completely that that is, yeah. that's just an excuse, but we're going to package it nicely. So other people maybe accept it and think, oh, aren't you really enlightened? And it's like, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. There's a difference.
0: Well, the interesting, um, I don't know what the right word is, but kind of uh, paradox that I see is that when we start doing something as a collective. And it becomes a mainstream, it almost becomes destroyed. At the same time, more people are becoming awake, but at the same time, it's getting ruined in certain ways. So I have so many examples of that. Yeah. But I started juicing before there was a juice bar in every corner, before it was hip cool and you know happening. And I started doing yoga as well before it was hip cool and happening. And now it's like every single person I know has a green juice in their hand, a yoga strap mat strapped on their back, and they're walking around <laughs> right. with their little lemons. And I'm one of them, but I try to pretend, I believe I'm different. I try to pretend I am at least because I'm like, I'm an OG. I was doing this before it was cool, and everyone looked at me like I was crazy making my crazy green juice concoctions in my kitchen, putting garlic, you know, into things and giving them to my friends and saying, Drink this, it'll heal your body. And they're <laughs> like, You're disgusting and crazy. Where's my drink glass of wine? Now, I still drink wine, as right. I know we all do. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But my point is this: that once it got so hip and cool, I now am almost embarrassed to be walking around with that green juice because I look like I'm just following a trend. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. almond milk! Like I can't have dairy milk, but I really can't. And so (laughs) it's just, it's become some, it's become a whole nother animal. And then there's things like one of Paltrow's, I forget what it was like hundred dollar smoothie. And so so what that does is it makes it out of reach for the folks who truly need it. And that gives us all a bad name and not us, not you guys. I'm just saying everyone working on um, this healing movement. And I see the same thing when it comes to spirituality and consciousness. And just like you were saying about the yoga people who are not conscious at all. And so it's like, as it grows, you get your bad apples that give us a bad name. And then the mainstream is like, Oh, this is terrible. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And I don't mean to be bashing yoga. There's nothing wrong with yoga. It's, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not the yoga, but I know that I did feel that here in LA and in a class once that I felt like, Oh, I'm going to this, this yoga class. And it, it was, there was an event that happened afterwards. And I just got this, I guess I had an assumption that because they were so dedicated to this, what actually is a religion, but turned into exercise, right. right? That they were so dedicated to that, that that meant that they were like deeply involved. And, th- and I made some assumptions, that's my fault, and and that they would be sort of nice people. And that I didn't find them to be very nice. And so I thought, what is no. this? So, so it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, the, the consciousness movement, if you will, in the w- waking yourself up is there's that balance between spiritual bullshit and being human right? And somewhere in yeah. between. And I think that's where we all get along and where we all understand each other and work really well together because it's that I'm not trying to put something out there by saying, this is a title that I am and therefore I'm better than anyone else or I have it all figured right, out or right. or that this is, this is the way I choose to be because it feels better. And I think it makes me feel in integrity. And because if I have an issue, I can solve it. And so reaching out to someone like you, Michael, for help, both in the consciousness world as well as how I love how you wrap that into the business world. So your authority blueprint and everything that you're doing right now is wrapped in that I'm going to do this from a place of integrity and from consciousness. And Ali is something that Michael did that I have to share okay. <laughs> uh, on stage. It was, it was part of your pitch, but it was so good. It was so good when, you, when you, he showed his medieval knight stuff and uh-huh. he said, let me, be, let me fight for you. Yeah. let me right let me go to battle for you yeah yeah and i was like yeah. let me be your champion let me be your champion and i was like every woman in the <laughs> room should be signing up right now oh, for this I because it. it was such a strong masculine protective. I mean, it was great. It was kudos to you. I don't know if you rehearsed that or not, but it was really good. Keep it, keep doing it. it Oh my God. It was so good. (laughs) Just keep doing it because it, because especially from a woman, even if it's a guy's point of view, maybe you can find another way to say it for men, but for women, it just speaks to the heart of, how how often women in business feel unsupported yeah. right and so to, to mm-hmm. like to hear that yes a lot of women feel unsupported just in their marriages or their relationship yeah. but then take that to the next level of let me fight for you let me be your your knight in shining armor let me go to battle for you it's like oh like that's all we we all want to hear that at some point in our lives in some way <laughs> to
0: quote an m commercial they do exist <laughs> right
2: <laughs>
1: right, yeah, yeah. right. I'll, have, I'll have to keep that
2: please do hey
1: and <laughs> I will. And Allie, I got to backtrack for a minute. It just okay. made me think of this. When you were talking about you were the, the, you know, one of the early yoga doctors, you need to get a t-shirt that says I put the OG in yoga. Ah,
0: oh, <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Oh my God. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah that'd be a good one for you. And I
2: put the OG in. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, no, that's, that's good. I can't top that. I can't top what that. Are you gonna say? Something that doesn't make any sense. I was in a LA traffic. My brain is dead. It's okay. We're good.
0: I tried to give her wine, but she's uh, to calm down. But she's on a cleanse.
2: Mike, yeah, no. I'm, uh, I'm good. You can't have the wine. Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> all,
1: right. On, all right. On
2: Monday. <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> just not till Monday.
1: Because you'll be all clean by then.
2: Well, it's not really a cleanse. It's a anyway. It's a it's a fasting mimicking diet. It's about stem cell production. So it's not Is it actually. Huh, cool. it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just five days, and uh, and I had to do it while certain people are out of town because and I had and I had to cancel two dinners and two lunches i'm like oh my god i didn't realize how social i was going to be this week <laughs> with food and and i just thought okay well that just shows that I'm, I'm having a good time in life so i'll just have to wait till next week to have a better time with people with food and drinks <laughs> including the two of you
1: yes and speaking of next week then are you so wait you said with the two of us but you're not going to be a podcast movement are you
2: no are you going I am. Okay. Yay.
1: So Allie and I will have to be there. Allie, we're gonna to have to hook up for a glass of wine and maybe <laughs> do an episode of my newest show.
0: Okay, let's talk about that good segue. And yes, I will be there. <laughs> so you, we skipped over your middle yeah. show, so we'll go back to that. But tell us about something to whine about.
1: Yeah, so you were you were there at the inception of that at um, at New Media Summit. And it's just one of those things that just kind of like it's a passion project. It just was born out of something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Cause I love wine. I love talking about wine. I love sharing wine, tasting wine. Yeah. And the thing that had always stopped me was having the right co-host. Mm. And I, you know, I had other people who were in the wine industry and they're like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. I'd do that. But they don't know podcasting. And I'm like, yeah, right. You're going to do that. You right. don't know the commitment it takes.
0: <laughs> I know it's a lot of work.
1: And <laughs> yeah. And talking about it over dinner, Melanie Benson, my co-host, she, she raised her hand and says, I'll do it. And since she already had her own show, I knew she knew about all the commitment and the work involved. And so it was like a match made in heaven. And we recorded our first episode the next night.
0: Amazing. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, And then you announced it. We had a um, speakers only mastermind and you announced it. And I was like, I was like clapping. I was like, yes, this is awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to do one too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, eventually I'll get to this because I want to do Love Heals, Wine Heals, Yoga Heals. I want to do a whole bunch, but like I'm not. I'm oh, not, cool. I can't do like you guys. I can't do the five-day-a-week new podcast thing, but eventually I will. Uh, so when I heard that, I was just like, yes, where do I sign? And I, I want to come and be a guest or a co-host or just send you wine all the time and just how can I be <laughs> Absolutely. <handled? laughs>
1: well, well, we will do a co-host. You can co-host with me while we're at Podcast Movement. We'll pick some moment there to get away or, or over dinner with some other people that we like because that's typically the way the show goes is like uh, JJ in our last episode we recorded uh, me, Melanie Melanie's husband and JJ and I sat down at a restaurant ordered some wine <laughs> and started clinking glasses and recording
0: amazing and I've got some wine sponsors so what I'll do is I'll see if they can send any to Philly and we can do it in the lobby or something oh out. wow
2: well, I want to know about that your wine awesome. sponsor I know I will let you know yeah. okay
0: they <laughs> haven't sponsored a podcast yet Um, the, the episode they're on hasn't come out yet so I'll keep you guys posted
2: oh please do and very cool I was a Well, before Melanie and Tim and you and I recorded, you and I recorded right that's right yes two shows one we
1: of- got a little sloshy We got
2: very <laughs> sloshy and one of those episodes is never going to air says melanie which is fine you know what show i'm talking about so could you please send that to me yes. because i really would love <laughs> to hear that that was the sex episode that um what?
0: Talking why about- isn't this gonna air i know because
2: melanie she said no 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 no. so but we did record one good episode that will hopefully air and uh, wine
0: and sex i mean come
2: on i know <laughs> maybe is- i need another show that
0: would be number one on you iTunes.
2: You oh i could have another show and then do <laughs> rotating co-host with you and michael and melanie yes. <laughs> that would be really fun i'll, I'll that, to figure out how to do that
1: it definitely the wine loosens lips it's all i gotta say oh <laughs> yes you know is, we were talking about everything
0: that
2: is hashtag. no holds barred <laughs> nope can i please get the copy of that recording <laughs> since i've never yes thank you thank you yes
0: um so i love that so much but um one thing i wanted to go back to before we got to that is the fact that we were talking about earlier um, JJ, you brought this to my mind and it was about masculinity. And when I'm with Michael and I know I, I have many men in my life who are friends and things like that. When I'm with Michael, I feel like I'm with a good friend who will take care of me and hang out with me. And I feel so comfortable, but there's many men mm. who I don't feel. Yes. babe. But there's many men who I don't feel the same with, even if they're my friend, because they have that, um, it's almost a block of masculinity. And I wonder what advice would you have for any men listening right now who are like, I wanna be that conscious man. I wanna be the one that the women are like, they do exist. <laughs> How did you become that person? Cause not everyone is there yet. Wow.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no pressure. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Go so get a bottle of wine and get back to me. <laughs>
1: You know, it's interesting. Um, my my wife Megan. That's kind of what had her fall in love with me. We were actually in a training called the Immersion, uh, year long training in which it was about consciousness and conscious living, and and she was the uh, lead coach for the facilitator of this group, which was my former wife, which I still have a very good relationship with. Uh And during the this training, she fell for me and just was like, wow, there is this conscious guy who lives this way that I want to live more like and learn more about. And so that's where that all sparked from. And uh, I guess it's just, you know, guys out there just do do your work to be more awake and real and and realize where you're coming from. I think I guess if I had to encapsulate it, it's, it's about taking a step back from your thoughts and being the an external observer. And even when you speak something to think, well, what, what's prompting me to want to say something? So it's that kind of thing where you can look out one more stage removed that to me, that's a, a higher level of consciousness. And when you start to act from there and less on your impulses, I, I think it just shifts your world a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it there and then just I, the rest of that question, I would say you both know me. You'd have to maybe answer that and chip in on that piece because I'm not sure what I do that's any different.
0: Sure. I think it's just, you have a very calm and loving presence and it's felt, it emanates from you. And there's a lot of people who have, and I'm I'm not judging anyone. I love everyone in my life, male and female, but some people have a more nervous energy or a more, I'm not good enough energy or a more cocky energy. I'm better than everyone in the room, which fully stems from mm. the truth is that, you know, they're feeling inferior. Um, but anyone who's an empath, uh, and I, I know a lot of our listeners are, and I'm sure you guys probably are, As well, or you probably wouldn't be as into this. But if you're an empath, you can feel the energies of people around you. And so we have to try really hard not to absorb those, but also it helps actually sometimes for me when I can feel that energy, know how to talk to someone or approach someone, but also can backfire because it might bring up feelings inside of me. And so it's just so interesting. And I believe that how people make you feel is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. But of course it's also a reflection of what the person is putting out. So if I'm with either of you, like JJ makes me feel energized and supercharged and Michael makes me feel calm and cool. And like, I'm taken care of and like, yeah, let's just laugh and talk about whatever. And it's so, and JJ too, like we laugh and we, we have a blast. So it's like people make you feel a certain way. It's also a reflection of who you are. But I think that if you're going, going back to the question I asked Michael, it's like, who are you when you sit down at a table next to someone? What energy are you putting out there? Because a lot of people are feeling it, whether you know it or not.
2: Right. My analysis, knowing both of you and knowing a lot about you and this topic in terms of masculinity and femininity and spirituality is that, first of all, Michael's a Scorpio. And so- Okay. Yeah. I knew we were going to go there. <laughs> you, you know, you, you <laughs> knew we had to go there.
0: I love this stuff. This isn't my area of expertise. So JJ, take uh, it away. Well, I'm not going to go over <laughs> Michael's
2: whole chart, but let's just say, so Michael's <laughs> a Scorpio and Scorpio is a water sign and water signs are about emotion. And so Ooh, but, and I'm fire. And so I
0: need water to chill me the F.
2: <laughs> well, and you also feel his emotion. Yeah. So one of the great things about you, Michael, is that you aren't afraid to express your emotion or to sit with your emotion. That's part of your Buddhist training and your Dharma training and, and being an actor and being able to utilize your emotion and to and to express it and not hold it back and to channel it for good things. And so I think if mm-hmm. I was to chime in about what I think a lot of men would benefit from doing, it's learning how. How to not, and, this is, and this is an epidemic that's not your fault. We're not talking about how to understand emotions. And so if you're a, a man and you have a lot of fire or a lot of earth or a lot of air or even a woman and you are not connected to your emotions and you're afraid of your emotions and you don't know what happens in your body when you have a sensation and so you try to deny it by repressing it somehow through food, through alcohol or through technology or workaholism or whatever. Name your, your many ways of numbing. Without us really being comfortable within our own skin, in our with our emotions, then that's where the anxiety comes in. That's where people have so much energy that they are not, they're suppressing it and they're not letting it come out. They don't know how to process it. They don't know what to do with it. And so you're, we're experiencing feeling someone who's internally really struggling with all this conflicted energy that they don't know what to do with. And sometimes it turns to anger. Sometimes it turns to depression. And for Michael, I believe that, you know, you have a very balanced relationship with your thoughts and your feelings. You're conscious about your thoughts. You're comfortable in your feelings. Put those two things together. You're also comfortable in your masculinity and you like words and thoughts. And so we have a really balanced person who, who you project warmth and caring at the same time strength and a solid foundation.
0: This is just a love fest for you, Michael.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you should write my PR stuff for me, JJ.
0: (laughs) Food Heals Nation, I know that you've heard me talking about this so much. This is probably the last time I'm going to talk about it on the podcast, so... Listen up. All right. If you want to win a swag bag contest full of our favorite organic vegan products, you know what to do. Don't you just go to Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a review, screenshot that review, put it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Use the hashtag food heals swag. So we can find your posts tag us in your post. We're at food heals nation. And here are just some of the products that you're going to win in your Lulu lemon swag bag. If we select your review. So we've got thrive probiotics, their probiotics and antioxidants in one pill. We've got banish oil. You're either going to get the banish pumpkin enzyme mask or their facial oil. Both are lovely you are going to get the Natural Dentist Peppermint Twist Anti-Plaque Rinse with Aloe Vera. Very nice. Makes the breath smell very quite good. <laughs> You're going to get the B4 a vitamin supplement. It's what you drink before you drink to avoid that pesky hangover. We've got Erica's Axiology Lipstick. It is so pretty. Makes my lips just Perky and beautiful. We've got Zatik. You're either going to get their gratitude face serum or their Nutra face serum. Both are anti-aging, super hydrating. Just makes my skin glow. We've got Addictive Wellness. You know Ana Blanca and Sage from a few episodes of the podcast. They have their new elixir blends, which we tasted live on air on one of their episodes. So you're either going to get caramel chai or cacao. We've got WM Nutrition. They have a weight loss supplement and a pre-workout supplement. So. Good if you're trying to lose weight, get to the gym, really burn some calories. We've got Welly water bottles. These are really pretty. They're really functional, and they make great Instagram pictures. Uh, They're good for keeping things hot, keeping things cold. They've even got a diffuser if if you're a tea drinker. We've got Veg News Magazine, it just happens to be the issue that we were featured in, so we're really grateful to them for sending those over. We've got Vermont soap. You're either going to get their African Shea Butter or their Oatmeal Lavender Bar Soap both are divine. We've got four stigmatic. They are a mushroom coffee. You're either going to get the mushroom coffee with the lion's mane and chaga or the mushroom hot cocoa mix. All delicious, all divine. You know what to do. Leave us that review. I hope you win. Good luck. You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. More
2: and more men are starting to understand that there is a need for, as women evolve and keep wanting more, uh, That and men are kind of slowly catching up, but they have to go through, unfortunately, sometimes they have to fall down a few times before they realize that there's something else needed. Like, I, I know a lot of men that are going through therapy and on their, you know, multiple marriages, but they're only now waking up, and they're like, wow, I was sleeping. From my whole life, where have I been, yeah. and why did this happen to me? Wow, it's time to wake up. So hopefully, this will uh, keep going, and you can keep inspiring people, Michael.
1: Well, I'm—that's um, you know part of my mission. But the funny thing is, like when you ask a question like that, Allie, it's, and, and the same, I would reflect this back to the both of you. I mean, like I feel like I just am, and I don't necessarily look at how I am as far as how I'm seen.
0: Yeah, it's does that make how sense? How can you? How could we?
1: Without it being reflected back
0: to us in some way, like we just reflected something back to you, you may or may not have been aware of luckily it was complimentary. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sometimes it's not, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there are certain things that I hear about myself all the time that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can own that, you know, like my groundedness and and warmth and things like that, but how I create that or how I, what, you know, that part is a little harder for me. I'm like, okay. So then it's, and, and it's good. It's a great question because it causes me to then do this inner reflection, which I think is also a valuable practice. So thank you.
0: 100%. So I heard you say something on our, all of our mutual friend Bruce Langford's show. It was on mindfulness mode. And you said, mindfulness can be the difference between success and failure. And I loved that because it resonated with me. I was like, yes. So can you tell me a little bit about what that means to you?
1: Wow. I actually said that. You said <laughs> it. No,
0: <I'm> <laughs> You were in the zone and nobody's
1: remembered. No, no. I'm teasing. Um, yeah. So for me, And as part of what I teach with, uh, you know, with my book and what I taught a little bit of at my live event is that if most of what holds us back is not being mindful or aware of the little things that stop us, Mm -hmm. like we have these limiting beliefs that create either a financial ceiling or a... uh, some, for some people, it creates a work ceiling, and what I mean by that is they find that oh, all of a sudden after one o'clock, I'm tired and that I can't work anymore that day because they have a belief system that says something around that. So I believe when we bring mindfulness to what we're doing, that it really opens us up for success, however we might define that, whatever form. Let's just kind of like abundance; it's defined differently for everyone. But I think being mindful really opens that door.
0: What are some of the most like common you know misbeliefs that you see?
1: I think one of the big ones, is like I just alluded to a little bit there, is the financial ceiling. Mm-hmm. I had one of my clients that really, he had hit this ceiling of just under making 100000 and he couldn't quite get over that. And as we were working through to find out what his stories were, he had this thing he remembered from when he was like six years old of some Christmas carolers coming to his house. And so they're knocking on the door, of course, his father opens the door and they're hearing the carolers. And he sees through the window, the front living room window out there, a couple of children who come, who like are standing by to watch these carolers. And they looked all raggy and just not well dressed or taken care of. And they were staring in through the window at all of the presents under their tree. And their eyes were wide and their jaws you know, dropped and wow. he made up the story as a six-year-old that oh these poor kids, they're gonna go home and they don't have any Christmas presents mm-hmm. or they don't have a good family or maybe not even a tree. And as this little six-year-old he created the story and he felt like that's not fair. Oh yeah. And that has stuck with him. And as we dug into this we're going, Oh, so he was hitting the ceiling because he felt like it wasn't fair for him to make more when so many people out there are making far less.
0: Yeah, of course. It makes so much sense. Yeah.
1: And so it's these types of stories that when we, when we create them, most often when we're so young, that really hold us back. And I know for me, I had one about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and my core wound is abandonment. And what we'll do, I've found, is that through life, we'll recreate these stories again and again, in relationships or in work or whatever it is that our story is around until we actually get the learning and are able to move beyond that. And so um, that's just such an important element
2: of the mindfulness.
0: Yes. And JJ, you are nodding profusely. What's your take on this? Oh,
2: I was nodding <laughs> profusely because of someone else in my life who we all know and love who uh, wasn't conscious of that there was anything to be healed about that. And so I believe that his last relationship was the wake-up call. And what had happened with him really was, it was the spotlight that said, you've never dealt with this. And even though you're not aware that it's running your life, it's something to look at. Mm -hmm. And so whether, you know, I think that you can bring consciousness in as the piece that links things together so they don't feel so dramatic or traumatic, like why this happened to me when you can say it happened to me because Wow, I never really realized that I never dealt with that, and now this situation is mimicking that, forcing me to look under the hood and say, "Oh, maybe I should deal with that because yeah. it's causing anxiety and panic attacks and lack of sleep and and whatever other situations people find themselves so I would agree that the mindfulness piece is the difference between success and not success even in the areas of Processing emotion and, and health and well-being and linking things together and feeling the broader perspective of this happened to me for a reason it wasn't random and I'm not a victim that this is another lesson coming I mean it just feels so much better to think like that right yeah so for your client to recognize that this pattern and story was there I'm sure it was like probably a breakthrough moment of an aha of like oh
0: now I can <laughs> yeah. actually change my <laughs> life like I get it right, right?
2: yeah. Yeah, so important.
0: So I want to make this clear from a practicality standpoint and then ask you guys both your advice. So what we're saying here, which I completely agree with because I have experienced it in my life, is... Let's say you are like, you know what, this relationship needs to end and you end your relationship. Well, the next relationship is going to have the same issues if you do not heal the underlying problem. Same with money. Okay. Let's say you get the brand new job. Well, the same problems you had before are going to exist and reoccur if you didn't heal the first money story you had, right? If there was a problem before. So yeah. what what do we do? How do we heal those misbeliefs, those stories? How do we heal that childhood crap that is keeping us in a repetitive pattern so that we can fully enjoy our lives and fully get over those misbeliefs and create new beliefs?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'll give my quick little answer and then, uh, JJ, if you want to chime in on this as well. And one of part of it uh, I work with in my book, The Art of Forgetting. And I think what happens that helps us to create some of these longer-term stories, not necessarily the core wound, but some of the other stories we may have that support the reality of our core wound, is that we have something happen to us in life. And that be, that's the fact. This happened. And then we make it mean something. We give it a story. And so as part of my work in The Art of Forgetting is about how do we separate the fact from the fiction and then go about trying to erase the fiction part so that we're left, okay, well, here are the facts, And if I'm going to make up a story around it, why don't I make up a story that is positive and energizing for me and can really open me up to more possibility? And I'm not, I don't want to brush this off like that's an easy thing to do, but it is a good practice to get involved in. And then, you know, you can work on it through creating mantras and uh, getting support through a coach or a mentor or even a therapist of some sort to really help you to dissolve the stuff that you had something mean. Yes. So like in a relationship, you know, a girlfriend breaks up with you, you can have it mean all sorts of things. And typically we may make it mean, oh, I'm unlovable. Or I'm not worthy. Or we could reverse it and say, oh, that means, you know, she's a bitch. All women are bitches, or whatever other story. Some guys make up that story to make them feel better about themselves. But either way, it's all bullshit. And the fact is, they broke up with you. Bottom line. Now make a story that empowers you.
2: Right. Yeah. That is definitely an action that I think a lot of people would benefit from taking about all kinds of things in their life on a regular basis. And Michael did that actually at the event mm-hmm. at releasing what weighs you down. We took people through that, yes. that process a little bit. And, um, and what I'm going to be adding to that for the next big step, my next event in September that I meant to do in January, <laughs> but we ran out of time, <laughs> uh, is actually the work of Harville Hendricks and doing Amago therapy. And mm. after going through pieces of Imago therapy, and waited until I was in in a marriage or in a situation where I had someone to go with me.
0: Can you uh, briefly describe Imago? Sure. Imago
2: therapy is really the creation of Harville Hendricks 30 years ago where he, as a clinical psychologist, looked at patterns of people in their relationships and realized that people were choosing mates that reflected back their parents and some kind of core wound that they wanted yep. to get from their their parents but couldn't get, and then of course chose somebody who who looked like their parent, mm-hmm. thought they could get it, and repeated the same pattern. Yep. So mago therapy really is the idea that you choose your partners to heal the wounds of your past. Yes. Period. Yes. And, All and of I just want to
0: say this is so true. I clearly resemble Dan's mother, and he clearly resembles my father. It is so true. <laughs> oh, and it's, and it, and
2: I took that on pretty wholeheartedly when I first learned about it. And I took that on and started learning whatever lessons I needed to learn without even reading the whole book or doing any of the work in the book because I thought I'd have to do it with somebody first. Well, that mm-hmm. was a mistake because when I actually did it with someone for the first time in a therapeutic situation and went through the workbook, which by the way, everyone can do on their own Harville Hendrix, it's called getting the love you want. Mm -hmm. get in love you want. And there's a workbook that goes along with it. And on the third exercise, it's called creating your imago. And we're going to do this at the event. Everyone's going to do it. And after I did this exercise, I literally said to the therapist, why isn't everyone everywhere in individual therapy doing (laughs) this exercise? Because this is not just about your chosen spouse. This is about every relationship in your life, the work you choose, like the things that you're trying to do to fill that hole and that gap and heal that wound. Like it, blew me wide open. Yeah. And I, when you can, when I have that kind of response to something, I'm like, okay, I have to share it. I have to talk about it. So I was fortunate enough to have Harville on my show. I haven't published it yet, but I have a, him and I on a, on a video on zoom and I'm audio recording. It's over an hour and it's awesome. And he's amazing in this work. I really, 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 really strongly believe that if you're going to do any kind of couples therapy, that the only kind of therapy worth doing is Imago, because then you're not going round and round in circles about why someone did what and how they reacted to it. And so all surface bullshit. Like, Get to the root of why you chose them in the first place. So so to me, when it comes to relationships, although I do think that the Imago work can span over other things as well, doing that exercise of creating your Imago and really going back and looking at some of those wounds that you may not even remember happened and then how they're ruling your life. It's really empowering information, I think.
0: I mean, I'm obsessed with this concept and I cannot wait to hear your interview. And I learned this not in the um, context of being called Imago therapy, but I learned this a long time ago, and you're exactly right. It doesn't only apply to the relationships we choose with our spouse or partner, it applies to all areas of our life. And you will start to see it in your friendships, in your business partnerships, in your co workers whatever it may be. You'll start to see that dynamic, and you'll be like, wow. And just like you, it, like you said, it, it's you open up and you're like, oh my gosh. And it's actually an opportunity to heal yourself. So instead of trying to change the other person, as we all do, we're all guilty of it. Okay. I'm still trying to change people and I know better. Okay. (laughs) So instead of trying to change the other person, what can I change about myself to heal this relationship? And then you can decide if that relationship Mm. is worth staying in whether it's a friendship or a work relationship or a spouse relationship. Mm. Yeah, def-
2: definitely I'm all I'm
0: all on the empowering yourself
2: and taking responsibility for the stuff you bring into every relationship. Yeah. And when I when I saw so how the quickly just how it's set up is you fill out all these pages and you're thinking, oh my God, oh my God. And some of it's positive and some of it's not. And then you get to the end and you tie it all together like in a neat little bow and that last page is where the magic happens. Yes. And when I got to that last page and I went, oh my God God, I saw what I did and I stopped doing it immediately. It was so clear, and same thing for my husband. I, I although he didn't finish his sheets, and we are now no longer together. But when he did, when I finally asked if I could finish his sheets, and I took a look at what he had on there, uh, I I got to see very clearly what how he reacts when he doesn't get what he wants, which gave me information to work with and sit with and process for months to decide: Do I want to stay with someone who is not going to take this on? If you can't even finish this last page of the homework to understand your habits and patterns, we probably, I'm never going to have a partner who actually wants to be in this marriage. So I really, I just think it's amazing work both personally, as well as for any relationship, friendship, you know, spouse. Um, It gives you a lot of information. 100%.
0: 100%.
1: I'm looking forward to it now, hearing more from you about it. JJ, I know you've shared it with me in the past, but this sounds even better the way you've just described it. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I got to do this
2: work. Okay, good. I'm glad because it's it's, yeah. it's, you know, we can we can complain about the other people in our lives to some degree only so much. We have to remember that they're in our lives for a reason. We resonate somewhere with them about something and there's, there's a reason that they're there. And I've done a lot of work. I mean, my whole podcast was built out of the work I did on myself and the work I wanted to do in my marriage. And so I can't, everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to. There was no mistake. There was no wrong turn. It was all an uncovering. And I think that that's the consciousness piece that talking about your first show, Consciously Speaking, and the work you're doing with businesses and what Ali's doing with Food Heals Podcast, you know, we, we talk about all this on all of our shows because it you can't disconnect it. And I think when you actually can take responsibility in a positive way, not to judge yourself, not to beat yourself up, but to say, you know what, if I'm the creator of my own reality, reality. And I don't like something that's going on. What am I responsible for? And what can I do about it? And then you have something to yeah. do. But if you just stay in the place of, Oh, I'm a victim to, um, the spiritual bullshit that we mentioned earlier. Oh, I'm called to do The, it. Bypass. Or, the bypass or, Oh, but yeah, it's yeah. that person, that person's holding me back. And you know, I never felt held back, but, and so I never acted like that. And because of that, I, I constantly chose to just educate myself, to pull back the curtain, to dig a little deeper. And at the same time, everybody in case you're like oh my god that sounds like so much work um i (laughs) at the same time i also have a good time like i i'm about getting into a high vibration i'm all about manifestation and law of attraction and so you know you want to have a good time you have to be there you visualize it you make you know you just create your world the way you want it to be and so as much as on one side yeah there's a little bit of diving to do and it's uncomfortable but on the other side there's freedom and joy and passion and i've manifested an amazing situation now and i keep manifesting better and better and better better stuff my life is great and so what if along the way you cry a couple times or you get frustrated or you make a mistake or you a failure that teaches you something that's the balance that's what consciousness is
0: yeah
1: so beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. I got to ask you, Allie, I don't know if you know yet when like you're anticipating an air date for this show because we're on this topic of relationship right now. I just wanted to out that there's the potential that by the time this episode airs, I may no longer be married. So um, we're going through some stuff and we're trying, I mean, consciously to see what we can do to make things work and evolve as a couple. And it may be that we evolve apart. And so I just wanted to toss it out there that who knows, by the time this episode airs, we may already be apart or we may have found some new way of bringing the luster back to our relationship. Stay tuned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do the damn Imago shades. (laughs) Well, I do.
1: I know, I know.
0: I do invite you um, to, you know, come back and tell us how it's going, because I want everyone listening to know that. If a marriage or any type of relationship does not work out, it doesn't mean that you or your partner or any of it is a failure. Right. It means that you've done the work and you're moving on to something better. Would you guys agree? Yes. Oh,
2: absolutely. And I've been struggling with that for a long time, which is why I stayed as long as I did, because I also believe I can fix anything. And there's a point in which, especially in a partnership, you can't do the work for the other person. Now there are a lot of things you can do yeah. but you when you come down to something like that's what the imago was like a, a deal breaker for me when I saw that you didn't even want to finish that sheet which I know means you're not really that involved and then when we get to what your habits and patterns are that's what I'm up against. So I got to see the purpose and the sacred contract so for me my whole relationship story is on a show I did called Sacred Contracts and it's on my blog and it's on my show and it goes through on exactly spirit,
0: purpose and energy.
2: It's going to be on all of the channels. Okay. okay. It'll be on all the channels and it'll be a J.J. Digit- Flazanes.com, with videos, videos of me talking about the relationship, videos of me and my new partner, uh, even a video from your event, Michael. Um, The All (laughs) right. So, but I think it's important to share the story because of, you know, guilt and shame and and blame and feeling like a failure and what goes on with that in in any area of life, whether it be business or relationships, that's part of, again, linking back in the consciousness. When you are in a state of realizing that we're in a constant state of growth and we're doing the best we can. And I am still on the belief that people aren't even doing like as much as they could be doing trust me like when it comes to relationships I think people give up way too soon because they aren't really doing the work but I would be hard-pressed to ask somebody to show up at my door who's done more than me um (laughs) uh, I don't know anyone because because that's the only time I could let myself off the hook was to say I literally have tried everything I don't know if there is anything I have not tried uh except possibly like a shaman or something but that wouldn't be like for me I keep healing my own self I don't know I don't know where else to go with it but um but I'm where I'm supposed to be and so for anyone looking for inspiration on that, uh, definitely I invite you to come check out the sacred contract show that took me many, many, many months to put together and a lot of, you know, heart and soul to really share with the world because it can feel like as a, as a public figure talking about relationships that, you know, that it's like a failure and I've had to come to terms with and make peace with, and that's the consciousness piece, make peace with and recognize I'm human and that I have to love myself first in order for someone to love me. And I have to accept that this is part of my journey. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it can be a challenge. And this is where, you know, being mindful and conscious really, I think, comes into play about coming back to that space of like, oh, wait a minute, yes, I'm hurting, and look at the stuff that is behind that. Like, oh, okay, well, why am I hurting? Why do I feel this way? And, and dig more into that. And sometimes if we're angry, you're like, well, wait a minute, why am I angry? Am I lashing out because I'm sad or I'm hurt or something? And so it's really a matter of taking that uh, that observer and really digging down layer after layer to see what's underneath it all so that we can maintain consciousness in the relationship. And, and that can be challenging when we're triggered, especially when, you know, our hearts are being broken and there's love involved and and it's hard to not get triggered, but the better we can do that to take a breath, step back and observe. I think that just makes everything much more easeful all around.
0: And thank you for sharing that jJ and Michael, thank you for sharing as well what What do you feel comfortable with um, sharing with Food Heals Nation a little bit about what you guys have tried so far and what has worked and what may not be working?
1: yeah, so uh, yeah, so one of the things that we're working on right now is we're getting coaching with some great experts. Uh, Katie Hendricks is going to do a, a private session with us tomorrow, and um, Katie is an expert in this field of conscious loving and so we'll do that type of work Uh, you know we just did a three-day weekend with her a presencing portal workshop as well so we're we're doing that type of work to really to bring ourselves back to consciousness to stay present with each other so that we can tap into what is the underlying truth of things versus the way that things get all muddied up with emotion and pain and sadness and hurt and all of that and so that's one of the things that i you know, I'm working on in our relationship, and I'd suggest anybody do is find some good support, find a good coach, and uh, yeah, and just really work on it.
0: I'm not familiar with her work. Can you tell us a little bit about what it entails?
1: Oh yeah, so Gay and Katie Hendricks are popular authors and teachers in this realm, and they have they run the Hendricks Institute, and they teach a lot of work that's based in. Almost all their books have Conscious, somewhere in the title, not all of them, but one of uh, Gay's big books is called The Big Leap, which is also a great one, but they have the books Conscious Loving, Conscious Relationships, Conscious Couples you know, a lot of consciousness in there. And they talk a lot about uh, her big thing that she's working on right now is fear melters, how we get caught up in fear. Mm. That is uh, typically it's an underlying piece of almost anything. Even if we're angry about something, it's an underlying piece is probably fear. And then how can we melt that fear to have it let go so that we can bring presence back. And they do a lot of work around the Cartman triangle, uh, the victim villain hero stuff. They do work around upper limiting, which is a thing for people who may be listening and not sure what upper limiting is, but it's when, kind of like when you mentioned about someone who does start to make more money, well, then what frequently will happen is they'll either raise all their expenses so it doesn't feel like they're making more money <laughs> or they'll end up doing something that ends up costing them a lot more that eats up all of that extra money that they just did. Right. So they might get hit with a big tax uh, charge or something that was hidden or, and, and that's typically what's called an upper limit problem because we've raised our thermostat and it's like, oh, it's too hot. And so we'll subconsciously do something to bring it back down instead of acclimating and bring some awareness to it and go, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I, I need to be a little more attentive now. I'm at this newer level. And so that's one of the things that they teach as well.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, they're wonderful authors.
2: Definitely law of attraction work from the beginning. And law of attraction work really deep on the, you're the creator of your own reality and understanding that you can, if you expect something of somebody, you're going to manifest that from somebody. And one of the things that I did, one of the things that I did do, even recently in my situation was I was making a list of, positive aspects of my husband and I was also making a list of what I wanted. And, you know, when it comes to law of attraction work, people get caught up in this idea that it's about a vision board and putting pictures on a wall yes, or saying yes. or saying affirmation.
0: I can imagine the car and I'm gonna Right, have
2: it. right. So so the so the, the meat and potatoes or the what's underneath the the vibration here of of law of attraction is the belief it comes down to, do you believe? Mm -hmm. And I believed 100% that I was going to get the relationship that I wanted. And so as I was, you know, and when I'm looking at, there are things that I have to work on and there are things I've, I've cleared and, and done throughout the years on myself. I, to go back to some of the therapies, EMDR. Yeah. So EMDR, eye movement desensitizing reestablishment, mm-hmm. is a therapy for people with trauma. Now we all have trauma. Mm-hmm. The point of EMDR is something that you cannot do on your own. You have to have someone help you with it because they either need to be using their fingers or some kind of uh, tone or a pulse in the hands. I There's prefer like
0: a device. Right.
2: Or or just fingers. Okay, I I've prefer. I prefer fingers and and eyes open. And I'll tell you why. Because I did it with earphones laying down on a couch, and as a talker right? Yeah. I felt, and as like having a lot of me, I felt contained. Yeah. So I didn't feel free. Like I didn't feel like my, my emotions were circulating enough. They weren't big enough to actually come out and be expressed. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did, it was pretty profound. It touched a part of my brain that brought a memory back. But after that, I did not find it as nearly as effective as eyes open and, and following the therapist's fingers. So EMDR is a, is a therapy that I did when I got defensive. So if my husband and I were having an argument, and I would defend myself and I can't tell him to go to therapy or heal himself but what I recognized was all right what can I do in this situation well if I'm feeling if I'm defending myself that means I have a trigger so if I have a trigger I could heal that because the other way to respond to the situation is by lovingly being like Jesus or Buddha and just be like I'm so oh I'm so sorry. And my heart is open and I'm peaceful and not moved at all. So I worked on for many years in the beginning on doing hypnosis and doing EMDR to really sort of cut down on my, my defensiveness yeah. to me being wrong or me not being, me having to hurting somebody. And so I worked on that. And so EMDR is a great therapy. I think hypnosis is a great thing. I think what Lisa Thomas does is an amazing thing, yes. clearing inherited emotional DNA. Yes. Um, and then of course I'm going to stick with Imago therapy. As a way to really evaluate a relationship. But know that and law of attraction, of course, because as I was starting the story, what I did with my husband was I was writing down the list of positive aspects of either my day or our relationship or him. And then I'd move to a list of what I wanted. But the thing is, it's not just about writing the list and in your mind doing it, like I have a lot of energy because I have a lot of Sag in me, but I'm still a Pisces. I still am a gooey gooey water sign who, who really is run by my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I actually recognized, and Abraham says it all the time, like you, you just can't be attached to the how, if you believe you're going to get it, allow the universe to give it to you in the way you're supposed to get it, not in the way you think you're going to get it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when I opened up to surrendering and I honestly, without a shadow of a doubt, thought for sure. It was coming out of my husband. I thought, there's no way. I mean, there was nobody in my mind. <laughs> there was nobody in my sphere of influence. that I like, could say, yes, I could date that person or whatever. I'm attracted to that person, like in a real kind of way. I thought, no, for sure. I believe this is in him. And it did start to work. I would get a positive, happy mm-hmm. um, husband who would kiss me in public. And like like, it would definitely move him. My thoughts and attention to a better situation, a higher frequency, evoked better relationships with him. Yeah. However, it wasn't enough to sustain uh, forever basically. Right. Wow. And so I did that work. And then the, the story goes that I, um, once I surrendered, I actually got all those things. They just weren't a different person. So, uh, so, so
0: <laughs> slow down. Yeah, okay. I know. I know. Can I want absorb that for a minute. Okay. So you're working on yourself. And that is helping change the other person to become what you think you want out of them. And then it turns out that even that work still transitioned you to finding another person that was on the right vibration. So it doesn't matter what we think we're gonna get, it ma- and it doesn't matter the how. It matters we work on ourselves and it will work itself out the way it's supposed to. Is yeah, that kind yeah, of and a lesson?
2: I, yeah, and you're and you're focusing on on believing like, I really believe I'm like, no, I know I'm going to get this because I want it so badly. Yeah. This is all that I've ever wanted. And I know I'm going to get it because I know I'm going to get it. And I just believed I was going to get it. And then I, I allowed myself to say, well, I'm going to surrender in hopes that I, I still thought I was going to get it out of my husband, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but the universe was like, nope here. I was like, oh, okay. But it happened so freaking fast that it was unmistakably like, Oh, you finally surrendered here. Here's what you've been waiting for. Here's what you've been asking for. So, um, but I was open to it and had I not been open to it, it wouldn't have been able to come in. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also believe that I'm watching it happen with a client of mine right now who didn't believe he and his wife had a shot. And all I did was with one session said, will you please just, you know, keep your possibility open, do this list. And without like within 24 hours, they're already doing better. And Aww. he's now like, oh my God, this is why I fell in love with her. And this is, I'm seeing things I haven't seen in years Aww. because it's about our frequency. You have Aww. to, you have to be at a frequency where you can receive what it is you're looking for. And if you're always depressed and, un- and blaming and upset and worried, you're never going to get what you want at that frequency. Yes. You're going to get more of more of that.
0: Wow. Yes.
2: So anyway, so Law of Attraction, EMDR, Imago therapy, what else did I say? (laughs) Hypnosis, uh, clear inherited emotional DNA.
0: (laughs) Yes, all of the above.
2: All of the above. Well said.
0: Thank you, JJ. And thank you, Michael, for sharing both of your current situations. So candidly, I appreciate it. And Food Heals Nation appreciates it. And I think this is another show that we should catch up in six months and see where we're at. And you guys update us and let us know because there's so many listeners who need this.
1: I I agree. I'd love to come back on and and I could actually share a lot more about then the details of the complexities of what's happening in the relationship and how we're trying some complex new solutions. So I'd be happy to share about it.
0: Beautiful. And I would love to hear where this goes and how you guys both heal yourselves and your relationships. So JJ, as the co-host today, let everyone know where they can find you online and get tickets to your upcoming events listen to your podcasts, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. Everything's at JJ Flazaines.com. JJ dot S.com. Everything's at JJ All the events, Allie and Mike will be at uh, January's event, releasing what weighs you down. Yay. And we have the next big step coming. And both of those are, are going to have relationship pieces to them because I promise no one is leaving the workshop until you do this in <laughs> this exercise. <laughs> okay. Because it is life changing. And, um, and I have a show. In fact, my new my new man is now the co host of my Women Men and Relationships. We haven't what? launched it quite yet. So. I love it. So, Are you so if you want to hear some really deep dives into personal nothingness and fuckery, uh, come over, <laughs> find Women Men and Relationships. But all of it's at and I am doing two shows a week now at Spirit Purpose and Energy. So it's all on jijafilzains. See what resonates with you, and I'd love to um, support you in any way that I
0: can. JJ, next time I'm going to ask you how you have time to do like 25 shows a week, plus have a new relationship. All right, Michael. (laughs) Incredible. Yes. Where can everyone find you online? We have three podcasts. We forgot to talk about buy this, not that. So feel free to give that one a shout out. Tell us about all your three podcasts and all your your next event.
1: Cool. Well, next event, I don't have the date for it yet, but you can find it uh, on the same site that you can find information about my other podcast, which is called Buy This, Not That, which is an entrepreneurial tool review show. So if you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur out there using the types of tools that you may need, like Entreport, Infusionsoft, AWeber, any of those types of things, webinar platforms, Uh, You would listen to buy this, not that, to get the reviews of that technology. Brilliant. And course offerings. Yeah. And that's available at yourauthorityblueprint.com. That's my other site, yourauthorityblueprint.com. And you'll also find out about my next Authority Blueprint live on that site. And then my other site is michaelneely.com. Neely spelled N-E-E-L-E-Y and at michaelneela.com you can get information on consciously speaking and we don't have a website yet set up for our new podcast something to whine about but um, <laughs> hopefully by the time maybe we can add it to the show notes when we do get that set up so that we'll uh, be able to send somebody there as well.
0: For sure. Well, I will be sending Food Heals Nation since I will be a guest on something to whine about. Yay. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> and, sure will.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. And I will say to Food Heals Nation, if you like this show, you will love consciously speaking and, you will love consciously speaking with Michael and you will also love if you're not already listening because we've had JJ before, spirit, purpose, and energy with JJ. So thank you guys so much for being here. I've really enjoyed our conversation.
2: Always.
1: Oh, an absolute pleasure. I hate for it to end. It's so much fun with you two